The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech, featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Uh, yeah. Uh, first the fat boys break up. Every day I wake up. Somebody got a problem with Joe. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down tech news and nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. As always, I am Joe Braswell, joined by my man Achilles Shine. Shine's in the building. How you doing? I'm good, man. You bring this, up this song, man. I'm telling man. you, this song was is, is dope. Still dope to the It's day. like holds up, man. Holds up. It's been a blueprint. Yeah, yeah. Produced by Kanye West. Classico, man. Like super classic. Yeah, sorry. super classic. How you doing, on man? I'm good, man. Actually, this song has actually got me in a, in a good mood. I'm glad. It's like, yeah, you ready to? Cock, yeah, I'm ready, them out, I'm ready right? to get it. Like this one, this is cool. Yes, sir. Uh, let's get into some some stories here. We're going to talk about you know Star Wars Battlefront came out. And uh, this is November. I've been talking all year about I can't wait to November. I'm going to really start playing my games. And I haven't bought shit. <laughs> but, so, I mean, everything just, just ran by me. Halo ran by me sitting there. Halo right, 5. Right. Uh, friggin' uh, Call of Duty ran by me just sitting there. Star Wars Battlefront ran by me just sitting there. I'm, I'm a bad geek. Hey, man. But, step uh, it up, Doc. But the review, <laughs> Fallout came out. You know, so just, things are happening around me. Uh, but let's get back. Before we do that, let's talk about some tech news. Tech, tech. Uh, one of the things that is, that's been coming up is the idea of uh, the sort of these smart accessories. We know about right. Apple's smartwatch. Uh, Samsung has a pretty dope smartwatch. I saw LG has a smartwatch now. Of course. But beyond the smartwatches, we're seeing something called like smart rings. <laughs> yeah. This is this is a story of straight ridiculousness. I, I mean, like... Yeah, no, hold on. Let me take that call. <laughs> <laughs> like, get out of here. Like the Green Lantern Be or like, something. Bitch, answer my phone real quick. <laughs> Like, come on, dog. this is going too far. Uh, wait, hold on, Keyless for you. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Well, well so, so I, I want to preface this by saying, so there is a there is a smart ring that I saw that's more cosmetic. That is this sort of like big big piece of like amethyst or something, and with your phone you can change the colors, so it's like an accessory. So a girl could be having the yellow dress, she put on a yellow joint. She puts on a hat, she put a red joint, she had the club, like the, the, the songs it. on. That's what, that exists. That's what I first thought this was, and I looked further. It's a full-blown joint. It's a full-blown joint. I mean, for those of you that don't quite grasp what we're talking about, essentially, it is like a, a Apple Watch on your ring. It's a, it's a, it's a pinky ring <laughs> technology that controls, yes. that, that connects with your smartphone, I think is absolutely Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know much more to say about this. I mean, I, like, is there any practical applications for this? I don't know that I would wear I, First I'm not a big ring guy anyway, but if I were a ring guy, I don't know. I don't know if Sammy Davis Jr. were at this thing. <laughs> I don't know who's rocking this. I mean, I like I like that they're trying to figure out other ways to integrate technology on, on our body as wearables. But I think this is just this it's, it's just stupid, man. Like no one's gonna be like, hold on, I got a call. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the R and D of the creative for, for this was. Was it like so, like in the meeting? Was it like I don't wear watches, but you get a ring though? I mean, I, I get it. Like a lot. Of, I mean, you use your hands for everything, so I mean, I, I can get the the usefulness of it. But like, what's the like? 
how is that different than actually using your smartphone with your oh, fingers? No. <laughs> I mean, there there is some futuristic elements to this. I mean, I think that when I was a kid, seventies and eighties, you think about Green Lantern, all the technology. There was a lot of technology that were that were watches or rings that you have a ring projecting something onto the wall, like the ring doing. There's there's something to the ring. I just thought it was a fashion as a it's just as a practical matter. First of all, the joint is big. It's not it's not like it's little... gaudy as hell. <laughs> like, just like what? walk in the spot with this. Yeah, what's that? Ah, oh, it's just, you know, it's plastic. Know. <laughs> oh no! Anyway, so uh, I'm sure the price point's not very. It, okay, okay. Let me, let me let me swing one to you though. Yes. Would you throw on a Google Glass or would you throw on the ring? I mean, I would throw the Google Glass before the ring, okay, but okay. it's all ridiculous. Man. I mean, I don't know. And you wouldn't need all three, but can you imagine a cat that's got the Apple Watch, the, the ring, and the Google Glass like walking around? <laughs> that's just too much. I don't. Man. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, they're 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 still working on Google Glass, right? Are they still trying to do like another version of that? Because... Yeah, at first they at first it was dead on arrival, but then um, I think they they resuscitated it. I think it's still still a program that they're still developing, but I don't think it's going to go under the moniker of Google Glass and they want to rebrand it. But yeah, they are still it's still in development. I think technology solid. <laughs> if we can figure out, if you can incorporate some regular glasses, right. a lot like. A lot of Mission Impossible or some right. shit where it's just you know glasses on and people can't tell. That's different. But having a big like thing walking around with that big obnoxious thing is it's pretty obnoxious. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, man. it's obnoxious. I mean, it, it reminds you of, and you still see this. It just the initial Bluetooth technology with the folks, you know, with the Bluetooth in the ear, which again seems super dope, but it's it's still obnoxious. If yeah. you walk around with the thing in your ear, just leave it in your ear, talking to the air. I mean, the Google Glass is not unlike that, but. You know, I'm gonna propose to my girl and get her a smart ring. Yes, <laughs> so project. So read this, baby. So like, will you marry me? <laughs> I'm so retarded. Anyway, this is ridiculous. Okay, uh, somewhat, something I think is like somewhat not dissimilarly ridiculous is there's this new case that that that's come on from from uh, from Figment, which also gives you um, an iPhone. VR viewer, so Holy you know there's a, lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of VR t- uh, technology coming out. Obviously, we can't see it on the traditional phones yet. We're not there yet. So what this does is it offers a case where you flip it and these equivalent of like glasses come out. Yeah. So you can like put your thing up too, which is equally goofy to me. Like, hold on, flip, flip, and be like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, pretty much. Uh, it's good in theory, but what do you think of this? I mean, I, I definitely think that. Uh, as we venture towards more uh, technology that is consumer-based for vir- virtual reality, I think it'll be good. But the design of this one, I think it's kind of whack. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't foresee people use- using that in that in that way. Like, I think it's just it's not it's not user friendly. Like, I don't see you holding your smartphone that close to your face. Like, unless unless what you're seeing through those glasses is like incredible, right. like it's really immersive. I I don't see that. I don't see people adopting that. Like. But I get it. It's just it's just another step forward to acclimate people, or you know, get people more comfortable with using the technology. Um, but I mean, step up the design aspect of it. Like I like I do like the fact that it it it, it the usefulness of it that it's dual purpose that it could be used as a case and sure. also as sure. the virtual reality. Yeah, that's that's head, kind head, of smart move. But yeah. I don't know. Like it, it doesn't look cool. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree that the smart move is to be able to have that as a. But. Oh. But. Maybe not virtual reality, maybe like augmented reality. It's more useful because maybe like you're walking in a store or you're on a street and then you pop up the glass and you're able to see something that that maybe someone else can't see without them versus like watching a film or a commercial virtual reality or, or whatever. Like maybe like the augmented aspect of it might be useful while you're like using your mobile device out in the field. Like I think that that might play 
a bit better, actually. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Uh, I just, you know, yeah, it's just a little, uh, this is not right for me. I mean, it's just a little, it's a little, a little yeah. cumbersome. I just sort of want to wait. I don't know that I will use it. Um, if I don't know that, you know, I feel like that when, when, when the VR, uh, content gets to the point where it's that ubiquitous, I would like to hope that there has an, another thing you could do besides pull out your, your glasses on your phone. Yeah. Would you say that? Yeah, hold on. Let me, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not, but you know, I'm not, I'm not, it's kind of the idea. Um, moving on, the streaming business is getting, just got a little more interesting and a little bigger here. And I'm really okay. starting to wonder about like, you know, is there enough room for all of these folks? It's not unlike, not unlike what's happening in television right now with with streaming and television with Netflix versus Hulu versus Amazon versus you know uh, you know everyone else, but Apple, everyone's in the game. So on the music streaming business, we have we have Spotify, which did a really good job. They do they do one billion in avenue rev- in annual revenue. Then Apple Music just came on the scene, which I left Spotify completely. And I'm on Apple Music, and that, that that's doing well. Uh, and then hmm, I don't know if Spotify's doing well. No, no, no. I'm talking about Apple Music oh, is doing well. Okay, okay. Spotify's at a billion annual revenues. I, among other people, left Spotify to go to right. Apple Music, and I love Apple Music. Right. Uh, but now Pandora, who has just a lot of loyal, loyal, loyal uh, users, Pandora acqu- acquired RDIO or Radio. Radio. Uh, and it requires all this tech, all this top line executives. And are going to incorporate that into what they already have to make their own streaming service. Right. Uh, this this is interesting because Pandora people still to this day Pandora has a really strong user base, a really strong uh, you know name. I mean, people like offices use it. everyone just uses Pandora a lot, and it's because it was one of the first ones to do this. Right. So no, now if Pandora is good news. We we do this now. I feel like that, that could be a game changer or more than Spotify. I don't That's know. Right. So what, what do you what do you think of this? I mean, I, I feel with the streaming business and industry i think we're standing at the intersection of the blending of radio traditional radio um the actual streaming of music and also live performance all you know being able to use that in your interface on your on your mobile phone on your tablet and so i think i think there's a race to dominate in that area like obviously with with apple music you have the radio functionality you're able still to buy songs on itunes you're able to do the, the traditional streaming stuff spotify the same thing and so I, I think with Pandora buying radios, like they're building in this radio, this traditional radio element into their their streaming element. And I think that's smart. However, what has not been solved is how artists are compensated for their money. Like when you talk about Spotify raking a billion dollars of revenue, like 70 percent of that is going to record companies and, and publishers and very little of that is trickling down to the actual artist. So, like, okay, so Spotify's making thirty percent of that billion, but is is that is that profitability? I don't think they're I don't think they're profitable. And what they actually said um, this week is they're going to start to release their numbers so that I guess people can have more uh, transparency in ter- in terms of what money is being made. But I think that's that's what needs to be solved. Like, how do how do we still um, create value for music because it's so saturated it's so easily accessible like how does someone make a living off of it yeah. I think that's what needs to be solved yeah I, I agree that's, it's still still working I mean artists like like Adele's album just dropped last night at midnight and uh, I was all excited and it wasn't on Apple Music because right. she's not streaming on Apple Music or Spotify so uh, I had to buy that joint you word, know? Word. Uh, the first album that you bought you know and, I mean, but an artist like that 
I mean, she's positioned herself well to create that demand. Like, she sure. doesn't have to do that. I bought it. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, so I'm like, oh, it's not here. Like, it was interesting to say, like, I mean, what makes you wonder if the, if you really want the artist, like the Adele's, the Beyonce's, or the you'll Kanye's, if, if their album's not anywhere to get it, you'll grab it. You'll grab it. Yeah. So, I mean, she's kind of proved that. Uh, it's kind of a boss mood to be like, I ain't doing that shit, you know, which is what Adele says, and it kind of worked for her. Right. Um, pretty savvy at 25 years old. Good album, by the way. Uh, I'm the, I have a question yes. for you. I'm just interested. Like, when you look at when you look at all these these streaming companies, Spotify, oh. Apple Music, Pandora, and the list goes on and on, Title, like, how, like, at, at the person that you are, how, like, what do you see from each one that, like, what speaks to you to choose one? Like, what makes you say, I'm going to choose Apple just because you have the, phone, the iPhone, the, the laptop? Like, what makes you choose that over Spotify or Spotify over Title or whatever? You know? Well, for me, for me personally, it's, 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 it's for sort of ease of use from functionality and, and access to, to, to material. And those are like the three things. Like, that's why I was able to sort of go from, easily go from Spotify to Apple music. Spotify was fantastic. Uh, in, in the world where it was Beats music and Spotify and Apple, I mean, and, and, and Spotify, I was like, well, it's all about Spotify over Beats Music. I didn't go over to Beats Music. But once Beats Music integrated with Apple to make Apple Music, what they were doing not only is, is the exact same thing from a from an availability standpoint, but then they have all this other content that I love, the Zane Lowe and Juliana Nuga and all these other people that I love. Uh, and then they were adding, like, just, you know, shows from Mary J. Blige and Disclosure and Run the Jewels and, and everyone doing these shows, uh, you know, uh, Drake. So that's content. Like, I, I want all that content. I want to mm-hmm. hear what they're listening to and hear mm-hmm. that stuff. This is a brilliant way to do it. So that's a, so original content's a big piece of it and ease of use. And of course, it's Apple, so it integrates seamlessly into my whole existing eco- ecosystem. Right. For most people, it's brand recognition. So we go back to that, what I keep saying is, you know, Pandora, I've never, I've never been a Pandora guy. I've never really been a Pandora user. I'm aware of it. I have the app on my phone. I never use it like people use it. But it was surprising for me to find out that Pandora has like, I mean, Pandora is is, is, is way, you know, is bigger than Spotify. And they're about the same. Pandora has about 78 million users and Spotify has 75 million users. And that was, that was a little shocking to me because I thought when Spotify jumped on the scene, they grew so rapidly as this big service. I was surprised to find out how many people still don't know about or use Spotify. Right. You know, and didn't, and they do now, but still don't know about it or use it. Right. Uh, and still don't know about it or use Apple Music. Like, it's yeah. just, it's really interesting how, what small percentage of that people actually use those services. The last thing I'll say about this is what's interesting is this whole title, title thing is, you know, that Jay-Z is taking a whole tack. They're really doing a sort of a ground up reshaping by doing these concerts, specialized concerts, specialized content. They're really going heavy on the content side in terms of what, you know, even, even you know, live concerts and also like other things and videos and music and exclusive content and sharing with other artists. They're really trying to build something from the ground up. And I think the thought was like, they're going to come in and make a big splash and compete with Apple Music and Spotify, whereas maybe they maybe they thought that, but they've kind of changed their business model in a smart way, and and it's kind of like that slower grind. But I don't, I'm not I'm not counting them out in the long haul for oh, what for, what they, for what they may do. I mean, with no disrespect to Jay Z, I would wish that he was in the for the, the I wish, wish that he would be a forerunner in the race of stream of the streaming business. But I definitely am counting them out. Why? Because they don't have the financial backing that an Apple. A company like Apple does, like Apple, doesn't need to make money off their 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 music streaming service. It's just no. a way for people to buy more phones and buy more computers yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. So like, I feel like Apple will always dominate in that business because they have more money to burn. Yeah, so, and so they, they, they operate as a business. They're yeah. operating as a marketing tool. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, that, that 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 gives you a lot more flexibility if you, if if you, this is in your marketing budget as opposed to like exactly. this is your sole business exactly. that you need to make money off of. Right. So um, <clears throat> interesting. All right. So uh, let's move on. So I want to talk about this. Uh, 
the uh the, the hacker collective uh you know um called anonymous um you may you may or may not know about these folks who are a collective of hackers who are you know sort of well known for doing a bunch of uh hacky stuff uh well they have this they they've come together to do something you know i mean they, look anonymous has never been like a ba- a group of bad people they're just a group of hackers who do shit and and, and who are um you know, who, who, you know, do everything from expose, uh, like inefficiencies and, or, or, or security risks to like do stuff for the sake of doing it. But what they're doing now is they have this crazy cyber war, cyberware, uh, that they've done this, this whole war against ISIS that they've done. And, uh, because of it, over 900 Twitter accounts have been banned. Um, I don't know. This is cool. Right. I mean, yeah. Like I, I think the story is, more so the argument is like hey these hackers are you know counteracting um terrorism essentially but leave leave that to government agencies to do and so like that's kind of why this is this is a story is because government agencies are arguing like hey this is what we're supposed to be doing like don't get involved with this you're messing stuff up like we know what we're doing like and like anonymous or other hacking hacking organizations like yo we're like we're smarter than you right. like we're faster than you we have we have we have way more we're positioned to do way more and and make it louder like and maybe maybe the government agencies have other ulterior motives us is just to provide transparency for 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 society and so and also to prevent you know Terror, terrorism internationally so I, I feel like that's the argument and it's interesting that it's just some like an organization that is, doesn't have the 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 billion dollar infrastructure of like a, a United States government agency is able to do the same exact thing and and bring it to people's attention in in in, in a very like just plain way like I think that's that's pretty amazing actually yeah. like but well, whatever yeah no, I, I I agree wholeheartedly I think that uh uh, this is just you know the the the, the and the, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the idea of um, you know, what what the internet does in terms of activism and this is this is definitely a power to the people situation um, and yeah I've got, I've got nothing nothing bad to say about it uh, I want to move on to this little new gadget uh, called a Pyro Mini uh, it's only one hundred fifty dollars and basically it literally lets you shoot fireballs out of your hands like. <laughs> Like your Johnny Flame or something, Johnny Torch, and the thing about it is now it's it, it's 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 created for mostly like illusionists and magicians and you know the sleeves and they like whoosh and then fireballs come up and it's a whole bit of the theatrics. But I mean, for 150 bucks, it, it's kind of James Bond. It's kind of like a weapon. I mean, it's it's the little things that go on your wrist, like like web shooters. Like it's like the coolest thing I've ever seen, but it's like kind of concerning for 150 dollars, right? I mean, like you no, start- thank you. I and mean, first of all, this is gimmicky than than, than anything we talked about. First of all, I'm not I'm not strapping it to my wrist. It malfunctions, no. blow your arm off, but blam or whatever. Like, uh, hundred fifty dollars worth of technology is not enough when it's loaded with fire. Like, you can shoot a, fu- a fucking like, you know, fi- six foot fireball at somebody yeah, that's out kinda, of your wrist. Kind of crazy. What what kind of what has to happen? Hey. I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's very cool. There's a cool video on it. Uh, it's called Pyro Mini. If you want to check it out, um, it's a cool YouTube video talking about it. And seeing it, the device is really small. It just, it just, it just really makes me wonder about the other applications besides an illusionist. Of course, of so course. I don't you know. could definitely weaponize that somehow, some way. I mean, some of these things are the guy. Like this one. I mean, like look at this one photo. This guy's like, <laughs> like that's like. I mean, I guess it's good for like a bar fight or something. That's man, that's like a full on, that's like a full on flamethrower right there. That's me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) What you say? Yeah. So I don't know. Nah, I'm Uh, good. Okay, I'm kind of good too. It's interesting though. Uh, All right, 
Uh, Google Play. Uh, they're they're coming to, to your LG Smart TV. So Google's making a deal with LG to, wow. sort, of, to sort of integrate, you know, what what their Google Play is supposed to a little many things to integrate it right into all LG televisions. I mean, this is sort of I'm assuming this is an anticipation of of what Apple's next move is beyond the Apple TV platform Good luck. and inter- in, in integrating like an Apple's going to clearly has a new Apple TV, which is dope. Apple's clearly moving to a model where they're going to either partner up with Samsung or who, well, not Samsung, partner up with someone or come out with their own device. So I'm Google's trying to get ahead. Device. So Google's trying to get ahead of that and go, well, we got LG. Hey, so, we got LG. So, uh, and they're not, but they're probably not going to get Samsung. Uh, I, I imagine Apple is it because they're they're they're, they're competitors. competitors. Yeah, of course. So I mean, who who else is there? Sony, Apple, and Sony. Like so, yeah. Sony has their own consumer electronics division, which competes directly with the Sony BIOS computers. Maybe it's Hisense. Hisense, <laughs> <No>. maybe. <laughs> I, mean, I, I definitely, I definitely see this as a good move for Google um, to be able to integrate and integrate the technology into the television and to. I guess be innovative in that sense because of where we're going in terms of the transformation, transmutation rather of television. So I think that you yeah, had to be able to supply um, consumers with this infrastructure as it, as it builds, as it grows, I think is smart. Uh, I don't know though. Like I, I'm not going to buy an LG TV because of this. No. Like, so in, fact, I, in fact, in fact, I'm probably more likely to not buy an LG TV because, because I'm such an Apple loyalist. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, I don't want to have all that junk in there. I'm I'm good. Right. So, hey, we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm we always talk about this offline and online just the future of television and just what's happening in terms of like now we're going to have all this 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 app technology in the television and like who's going to dominate in this space. Kind, kind of like what we're talking about with the streaming business with with Spotify, Apple Beats, Pandora, et cetera, et cetera. Like I really this I have more interest in the television or television conversation cuz I think that is I mean, television as a medium started in this country and how it the global effects of television and what it's done for popular culture, what it's done for education, what it's done just for entertainment, catharsis, all of it, like, how it's just forming to something completely, like, completely, like, uh, what, what am I trying to say, customizable, mm-hmm. and I, I just wonder, like, five years from now, what it's, what's, like, what is it going to be like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I think it's just an interesting thing. So. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. Like, I kind of wonder. And, then, you know, Google's making their moves. I mean, I, I, Google makes very few wrong moves. And, I, and they've they definitely got a their eyes on the larger, they've definitely got like a five-year and a 10-year plan. So, I mean, they're at the forefront. It's like Apple is knowing what's out before we know, like right. what's coming, you know, technology-wise, consumer electronic-wise. And so, you know, it's all this is just every time I see one of these announcements, I just think to myself, this is a puzzle piece to a larger puzzle. We don't we don't know the we can't see yet. Yeah. They see like you know, step one, integrate with LG. Step two, take right. over the world. I mean, uh, we don't know. I mean, we forgot to mention like the YouTube Red. Obviously, YouTube's owned yep. by Google. Like they're already building that infrastructure yep. along within the actual device. So I mean, maybe we are seeing like yeah, a, they're, 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 these are all chess moves. Exactly. Like they, like they they see the whole chessboard. We don't. Right. You right, know? right. So that's just like ah, Google did this. Google did that. Right. 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 Uh, speaking of what Google did. Speaking of, speaking of the chessboard, this this really snuck up on me. This really snuck up on me. Chrome, Google Chrome as an operating system, which I do not like. I, I, I actually used it for a little bit, and I was like, eh. I'm just again, I'm a, I'm a stupid uh, uh, Safari loyalist. Uh, Lola, our, our, our Lola who works for this, is is a Chrome loyalist. Um, but Chrome for Android and iOS jumped like 
a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Like from from four hundred million users to eight hundred million users in a year. One year. And I thought literally, if you asked me about Chrome in two thousand fourteen, I'd be like, Chrome is dead. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta you gotta put the si- additional statement on mobile devices. Well, exactly. That was the jump. Where, where most of the jump was on mobile devices, which is very interesting. And mo- I mean, especially interesting on iOS devices because yeah. Google and Apple aren't aren't really uh, in bed with each other like yeah. that. So people people love Chrome apparently. Right. And also, what's what they've done with Chrome. Chrome has a lot of like cool little things that you can do if you're a Chrome user. You can do a lot more things. And get access to a lot more things, especially internationally, than you could if you have any other browsers. So there's a lot of things that Chrome is more open source as a browser than uh, than, than Safari is. So I get why people want to use it and they have a, a bunch of cool little widgets that people use. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, maybe maybe I, do I do, should I revisit Chrome? Have you have you fucked with Chrome? You know, I, I think it's definitely worth a revisit. And just to juxtapose uh, Safari, and I, I think like a lot of people argue that you know the the the, the search. Or the 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 time invested on uh, internet browsers has been lessened because of apps. Mm-hmm. Like this is an argument that suggests the opposite. Like people are still, especially on mobile, still when they look up stuff, they're going through you know a, a, like Safari or Firefox or Chrome on their mobile versus going through an app. So it's, it suggests that hey, Chrome is popping. If, if that we have such a, a major increase like that, like I, I definitely would entertain it or download it and see what it's about. Right. It, mu- it must be very user friendly or must offer something that. For them to have that type of job. Well, like, like I said, I mean, like, I literally, if you talk to me in 2014, I'd right be like, Chrome is dead. Chrome's dead across platforms. And then in 2015, it's like doubled. And the, the interesting thing about the whole notion of these, of, of mobile users is, you know, I mean, we, we kind of touch on this a lot when we talk about Facebook and how they're killing it in mobile game. You know, mobile is everything. Like phones and 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 iPads are everything. I was just yeah. there was just a conversation with uh, my former boss Bill Simmons was talking um, to Chuck Closerman about about this, but he's talking about the fact how when they created Grantland for 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 uh, ESPN, Grantland as great as it was, they when it, when they when they made it in 2011, they they, they made the whole platform to, for desktops and laptops. Like in their head, like everyone, we, everyone's going to read this on their desktop and their laptops. They did not see iPhones coming, mobile devices coming. They didn't see that. Like, and, and then the follow, following years, fifty percent of their users were, were trying to read it on iPhones. Fifty mm-hmm. percent of their users, so they, and they weren't ready for that. Yeah. They didn't have an app. They didn't have. They said they, they couldn't pivot right. And so the point is, is that like it, 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 over almost overnight, like we saw the way people consume their media. It's different. Like people are still trying to catch up from the fact that we're not watching TV anymore. We're watching it on our laptops and our mm-hmm. desktop. We're not getting newspapers anymore. We're reading magazines. We're reading on our desktop. Mm-hmm. But now, before they can even catch up to that, it's all mobile. Yeah, it's all mobile. You know, so that's so that, that's and, really interesting. And, and and then once people start to catch up to the mobile, it's going to be virtual reality. It's not going to be going to be in a ring, dog. Anything, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, when people start catching up on like, okay, we gotta get, we gotta pivot to mobile, and then it'll be you know the next thing. But this is really interesting. Um, uh, speaking of interesting, I want to remind you guys, our good friends at DraftKings are still we're still kicking over here at DraftKings uh, for all you fantasy football heads like myself uh, who play fantasy football over a 16 week period you don't have to do that anymore with DraftKings DraftKings allows you to play one on one fantasy every not one on one but fantasy every single week uh, you can go to DraftKings.com and check it out it's the same it's the same old fantasy with a different twist and the 
big news about DraftKings is they make a new millionaire, a brand new millionaire every single week. If you uh, if you love football, you should jump into this life changing payday. Um, so how it works is you log on to DraftKings, you you can use a promo code Geek for a free shot at one million dollars in this week's Millionaire Matchmaker event. They're giving away literally a million dollars every single week. Uh, you it's from Geek for a free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Check it out if you love fantasy football. If you love a million dollars, you should check this out. Get your get your millions up. Get your millions up. Okay, cool. So moving on, we have uh oh. So, yeah, so Microsoft is unleashing um, sci-fi stories with future visions. Future visions. Um, So, uh, yeah, so future visions is like a bunch of a collection of sort of sci-fi things that that, that, that basically Microsoft is getting into the storytelling business. Um, I think, I I don't know if this is just a content play. I don't know if this is a play to talk, to, to provoke uh, thought about science and science fiction or comedy or comics, but I mean it's something. I mean, I think it's like The Martian. You know, I mean, it started as a as an ebook. You know, yes, and it was developed into you know, and then it was developed into a book and then to a screenplay and then obviously into a movie. And I think, I mean, when you look at that movie, when you walk away from that movie, that's exactly what it is like to make you fall in love with science and technology and stem all the stem programs to be able to want to you know use your imagination so that you can propel new technologies and new discoveries and so i think this is their play like to be on the frontier of developing um some of the hottest technology in in the course of the last 30 years like to now give access to these really creative writers and thinkers and bring them to their facility to see some of the things that they're developing and then to have them walk away and create some science fiction story behind it, and then some kid will read that, and that propels even more um, innovation and more imagination to develop the, the even the, the next uh, futurist idea. So I think that's kind of like what they're trying to do and promote, which I think is awesome. And I think mm-hmm. more than ever, or maybe not more than ever, but I think more than ever in my lifetime, I think people are way more interested in space and science and and, and be, being inventive and entrepreneurial. So I think it's dope. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's kind of a new way to do it. It's, it's a, you can kill a lot of birds with one stone by like giving back and inspiring people to come mm-hmm. up and create something creative creative. Because what comes out of that is is science and content and mix right. of both. So I like that. Uh, you know what I don't like, and I'm really I I got mad for for the first time in a long time about some media shit. You know, it was in my twenties. I got mad a lot about stuff. I got really mad. I was like, rah! But you know, once I got to once I got to my thirties, I was kind of like, ah, you know what? Life is what it is. And back in my forties, I'm mad again. Maybe I'm getting old. Maybe it's a great beard. The mad but rapper. Did you see? <laughs> yeah, the mad rapper. <laughs> uh, I forgot that. I forgot how that skit goes. <laughs> this is the mad. What's what, what, I, forgot. I, was to, I was about to do the skit, but I can't. I can't get the voice right. Um, anyway. Um, Handing one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I derailed you. Uh, no, no, because I'm not thinking mad rapper. Uh, okay, uh, that's from the that's from Biggie, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, have you seen the trailer for the Gods of Egypt? Um, I certainly have, and it is terrible. I think it's it, whatever you take. Well, give, no, just for those you don't know, there's there's a new movie coming out. Uh, in February, which probably means it's, it's, it's crap, but a new movie coming out, like sort of like a 300 style heavy CG mixed with, uh, Exodus, you know, thing. Yeah. Like kind of like an Exodus, but mostly like a 300. It stars Gerard Butler, who was also in 300, uh, and a couple other white dudes, uh, Gerard Butler, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, it is called the gods of Egypt and it's this clash of the Titans style mythic fantasy epic. 
which, you know, looks like it's got some amazing visual effects and, and who knows what the story is like. Only two, only one problem, two problems. Well, some major problems. The, 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 it's called Gods of Egypt, presumably set in Egypt. And, and I don't know what mythology they're basing this on. I don't know what Egyptian mythology, ancient Egyptian mythology they're based on. But forget that. The gods of Egypt are all white, and the and the protagonist in the movie is this blonde, wispy, blonde English kid. Everyone in the trailer is speaking with an English accent. The lead is this the white. He looks like he looks like Liam from One Direction, and and, and he's and and last time I checked, I'm no I'm no geograph I'm no geographical expert. Last time I checked, Egypt was in Africa. And I don't know too many blonde people. I don't know too many white people that are in Egypt. The trailer was devoid of one single black face. I take that back. There was one black dude who they probably threw in the trailer who kind of looked up, like as as an extra, as one of the, the, the one of the people in Egypt. But in, Egypt is white. The gods I mean, are white. I mean, Everything is white. What the fuck is going on, Achilles Shine? This is classic revisionism, man. This is <laughs> this is brainwashing and programming at its finest. Like and 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 the course of uh, the course of uh, Egyptology and just African history. Egypt has always been stolen from African people, and so it's always been made to look white and historically. And, and you could check your, your 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 facts on that. Like. Yeah. And so I feel even in, in Hollywood, we've always seen this type of whitewashing of of Egypt. Like People from, love the mythology of Egypt and exactly. love the pyramids, but exactly. they don't want to associate with black people. Of course. Oh, exactly. that's not black. That's not Africa. Uh, <laughs> and like you said, yeah, Egypt clearly is in Africa, and clearly the people of that area are dark-skinned people. Clearly, that should be represented in the, in the movie. Like, right. So you have to ask yourself, why is it not? Like, why would they take this position? Like, who is this movie for? And like it's it's kind of blasphemous. Like it's like, ridiculous. That's like that's that's. I mean, like you would not do this with any other any any other culture. Why would you do that with this culture? I you know I've I've seen a lot of cynical things in I'm of Hollywood. You know we're both kind of of Hollywood. But I've I've seen a lot of cynical things, especially in the film industry um, in Hollywood. But this is probably the most cynical thing I've seen in the modern era of television. This is the most cynical thing I've seen since the seventies. It is really ridiculous. I mean, it, it it blows my mind how this movie can get greenlit, cast and shot and released in two thousand sixteen. It, it blows my mind. This is this is, we're not talking about a recasting. We imagine we're talking about some some original IP. Like we're not talking about the Black Annie. You know, right. we're not talking about the Black Steel Magnolias where you have some original IP right. and we're going to recast it as black. We're going to talk about 21, the, 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 the famous book movie 21. Basically, all the people who did that Blackjack uh, thing, they were all Asian. Yeah. But in the movie, they were all a bunch of white kids, right. you know, because I get it. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a brand new original story. Someone says, hey, I know, let's do a story about Egypt. We'll make it a great epic. We'll make it like the 300. But one problem Egypt's all black people. What are we gonna do and, about that? I know we'll cast it full of white people. And not just that. Um, I'm, I get, I get, the, I get the argument that you know they're taking a mythology of ancient Egypt and creating uh, a, a commercialized expression of it. But even like that's that's like I a, don't get that argument. That's a bastardization of the mythology because like even even from what I can see from the trailer and what I've read about the movie, like they're taking something that's very sacred and spiritual and they're, yeah. and they're turning it and 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 poisoning it essentially and, and putting this th- these different narratives and angles and twists that yeah, have nothing is... to do with with Egyptian culture. And I exactly. think I think that's what I talk about. It's revisionism. Like like you're you're 
you're not projecting the people as they once looked and you're not you're not expressing the culture as it once was yeah. so like what is this like would you do that would, would you do that with any point of american history maybe you would like we've seen we've seen it happen before we've seen it happen before when 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 there's a cover up or when you're trying to take some credit from something that for take credit for something that's not yours so, I mean, but this, they're trying to treat Egyptian, like I said, this stuff is very sacred. They're trying to treat like it's like Norse mythology, like it's like Thor and and, and, and then Zeus and all that. It's really not the same. There's not really apples and apples here. You know, we talk about like all that stuff. Like it's really, it really, really drives me nuts I, in a way that's crazy. I just, I don't, I, I think it's just, you know, reprehensible on all levels and that you got greenlit, I, I will, got not, made, be, I got will not be going to see them. At, at all checkpoints, I mean, this is my last rant. At no checkpoint did someone say this is a bad idea? I'm sure they did. Like, like when you pitch the movie, and what about this? Wouldn't it be a really cool idea, like the pitch I would have to do this exact same movie and have an all-black cast, exact same effects, exact same everything? Especially out the, after the hills of Exodus and all the all the uh, commentary and all the, the criticism that was that was um, yeah. communicated off that movie, how there was no black representation in that movie. You I mean, still yeah, go Joel great. Edgerton and right. freaking uh, Christian Bale, like, Roar Moses! <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? And you would go and recreate a movie that has no black people and it's Egypt. Oh, God. All right. Moses and Ramses. All right. <laughs> Everybody knows they were white. Exactly. Yeah, in English. They're going to make a movie about Harriet Tubman. She's going to be a blonde. I'm going to be a blonde <laughs> with, with an English accent. <laughs> Hello, I'm Harriet Tubman. Let's go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I have the path to freedom. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, what is ridiculous? Yeah, uh, uh, Meryl Streep as Harriet Tubman. Now, she can pull it out, though, she's a good actress. But it's ridiculous. Okay, so we got to get out of here. But I do want to touch on last thing. Uh, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront finally made its debut. Um, The reviews are very mixed on on Battlefront. Everyone says that it looks amazing. It feels amazing. But what we're getting back from is their mixed mixed, uh, reviews on the actual gameplay. Like, one, people are saying it's a little repetitive. Once you get up in there... People are saying it's boring. Yeah, once you get up in there, you start shooting around. Once Once you, like, stop... You're all like, I'm in Star Wars. That's a snow speeder. This is on Hoth. The the sounds are great. And then you're like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> like, I it, mean, but I mean, there are good reviews on the multiplayer, though, right? Yeah, the multiplayer right. is. But yeah, that's the thing. But it's like hard. Like in story mode, you know, that's what you want. Like I'm, uh, you know, I've always been a story mode guy. I haven't really been a multiplayer guy except for Halo. Uh, I, this is mainly because I always get my ass whooped in multiplayer. <laughs> I just. I just can't. I, don't, I just do not dedicate the hours that kids do. Right, like, right. So I just, no matter how good I think I am, I'm, I'm going to get I'm, smoked. I get smoked every multiplayer I do, and it's not fun. But uh, so I like the story mode, and, and and I like the idea of the immersiveness of story mode. You yeah. know, so uh, I don't know, man. I'm still gonna, I'm still going to cop it. I'm still going to get it. Hey, man, grab it. I'm, I I love what they're doing with the IP of Star Wars and taking maybe like a, a scene from a movie and then creating this whole gaming universe off a scene or off, off a, a certain maybe like storyline I think that's really cool and I mean to be able to play play a, a game of your favorite character or of a favorite scene in the, in the Star Wars uh, franchise I think is dope so right. I'm interested to see what other games will develop in the future after Star Wars releases and the whole circus of that, you know, continues to increase, and what, yeah, what Disney does with that whole yeah. franchise. So. Yeah, we know that there's it's a lot. It's, it's it, it the, the merchandising <clears throat> is 
is high right now. The merchandise oh, is man, on that, point. I mean, like, yeah, they're killing it. I saw Kate Jewelers got the, the Star Wars charms. Man. Like, I see, like, literally, just every, everywhere you go, like, stuff that you, place you would not expect Star Wars crossover to That's be. That's crazy. In, like, mainstream. This like, movie better be Star good, Star Wars man. toilet paper. This Charmin. movie better be good, bro. You want the light side or the dark side <laughs> of your toilet paper? Like, you know, wow. <laughs> like, it's like, it's everywhere. So, I think the movie's good. I mean, I just, but I don't think, I think we've ever seen anything like this with the ter- in terms of just the, the selling of Star Wars and the marketing of Star Wars and how, you know, the, the multi-generational, because you have people, you have Gen, gen Xers and, yeah. and, and to a certain extent, some, some late baby boomers, but late baby boomers and Gen Xers who are still buying shit. They're buying, yeah. the, they'll buy the Star Wars, the new Star Wars Ford, yeah. all the way down to the Star, and to Star Wars Flipper. But then you have the, the, the millennials yeah. who yeah. buy whatever the Star Wars you, you shit. got the kids. And the kids will buy yeah. all the Star Wars tours. We're all buying it. Everybody yeah. loves Star Wars. That's bananas. So it's really some interesting opportunities to, 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 in branding. I wonder if Lucas still makes the same level of money on the branding that he did back in the day he cut that very famously cut that deal for for Empire Strikes Back or Star Wars one of them that uh you know he will waive his director fee and waive all these fees in, in exchange for the, the licensing and marketing rights and back then people were like you're crazy you're, who cares yeah. take it that's that's no no, no money in that that's one of those, Ooh. yeah, that's the joy. That's one of those things that will never happen again. There's a few of those out oh, in the industry. So, um, but I wonder if he's still collecting dollars on the, on the PlayStation Star Wars thing. I wonder if he's still collecting the I, I licensing. Like, I like to see it, that total number of all things Star Wars related, like, after this movie drops, after the game yeah. circulated for a year, like or whatever, merchandise, all that stuff, like what that total number would be, like you gotta think, like you know, not just sight unseen, like in my own rough calculations, given all, if you just go from nineteen seventy seven, all that merchandise from seventy seven to eighty, all the merchandise from eighty to eighty two, uh, Empire Strikes Back, all the Return of the Jedi merchandise from eighty two to to present day, or eighty two to two thousand, still wouldn't match up to Mark Zuckerberg's wallet. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> but excuse me, all that merchandise for then, and then you have additional merchandise for the last three movies. And everything else that's come Star Wars, which is ubiquitous. You have r- roughly thirty-two years of Star Wars banking, you know, money. Stacking. Like, I, I, I well, my point is, you have that, but then you have this latest push. Man. I feel like the stats are going to bore out that this latest push, this two thousand, probably going to equal everything up until exactly that point. this two thousand fourteen to sixteen push of merchandise will probably e- equal the last forty or exceed the last forty-two years. That's just because it's ubiquitous. That's that's what I'm thinking, and it, which makes me wonder about George Lucas. George Lucas got to be a billionaire right. off all that merchandising for the last thirty-two years. Is he going to be? Is he going to triple his money in two years? Of course. And, and, and on one film, he still got he still got fucking six films to go. He will. Woo. I don't know. We, we, we need, we need, we need, we need to create like, some fresh IP. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that IP is. Exactly. You know, a geek nerd something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> we need some IP. All right, guys. I think that's all we got. Um, that's all we got for this week on Geek Nerd Tech. Anything else you want to throw in last minute? Nah, man. We over here. We already doing it, baby. We over here doing it. <laughs> you got to check out... Uh, 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 you got to check out the uh, Hunger Games today? I sure am. Well, maybe not today. Maybe tomorrow. Okay. You? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm peep it out. I'm, you know, I'm, that's one of those weird things. It just slipped off my. Mind. I was really excited about it, and then it just like it's just like the video games. I'm like, oh yeah. shit, that's today. Yeah. So, um, yeah. There's another one dropping too. It's another movie that's Legend, dope. the uh, the Tom Hardy twin yeah, twin. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. I thought there was uh, one more that was like really like like we haven't talked about. This I think stuff, it's though. next week, but I, I'm, I'm checking Rotten Tomatoes right now. It is no, it's just the Hunger Games. But next week. Is Creed, yeah, that's it. Creed, Creed, and, Creed, and and uh, the Good Dinosaur, the, the Creed and the Good Dinosaur. Those those are your Thanksgiving movies. Yeah, we so should we'll cover see. Creed. We should cover that. 
give our, Look, our, our bro some uplift. I love Michael B, man. Exactly. Michael B and, and our boy Ryan Kugler. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, and our boy Sly Stallone. <laughs> Yo. Uh. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, Keely, where can they find they you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. And where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and um, Periscope at Joe K. Braswell, at Joe K. Braswell. We will uh, talk to you very soon. Thank you for listening. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.